Good evening, and welcome to another edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm rejoined, as always, by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? Welcome uh, back. Thank you. Glad to be back. And, and thank yeah. you to Michael for stepping in last week. Yeah, that was really great. I, we Neither one of us know anything that, <laughs> of the depth of knowledge that he does on the roster, the deep part of the roster. So. No, not even close. Yeah, it was really great to have him. Um, thank you to everybody that tuned in. Thank you to Michael again especially for hyping us afterwards. Um, been a fun week in that way. Rob, we're going to have some fun tonight. I'm so glad to have you. We only have three. This is one of three podcasts left till the season. We are 19 days away from the season. Um, by the time most of you listen, we will be 18 days away, uh, 11 days away from women's soccer, 12 days away from men's soccer. It is time. Um, we're going to cover two teams tonight, William and Mary and Towson, uh, in you know, sort of light detail, uh, looking forward to the season. We'll cover the last three next week. And then the final week, we will be previewing West Virginia and giving you our season predictions and season expectations and all of that. So we are very much in sort of locked in and, and ready to go for the season here, Rob. Yeah, it's um, all happening. It's, yeah. This is, this is getting to be legit. Like no more, not, not too much summer filler or just you no. know, mindless banter. A little, no. little bit more sports focused. That's right. But for those of you tuning in, and there's a few of you, um, sort of for the deep cut hardcore listeners um, who have been with us for a long time. Uh, we will be cracking a can uh, for overtime tonight or, or late in the show tonight at some point, I guess. I don't know that there's a true overtime. That is the overtime. Right, that Rob? is the overtime. That is yeah. the overtime. Uh, so, so we'll keep you there and let you know our thoughts in a little while on a, um, Rob, I'm just impressed. I mean, you really exploded things with your uh, <laughs> beer scoffing the last couple of weeks. Well, it, I mean, it, it doesn't look good. We're talking about this Natterdays nonsense. Yes. <laughs> and man, like, I, I mean, whatever. They just called it like a shandy um, game. I, I'm not, right. I'm not too proud to admit. Like I like, but apparently it's I, not a shandy. I, I didn't even know it was like a beer. They, it's I, like this weird, it's like a Zima. And I said that be like, no, it's just a shandy. You know, you're such a snob. I don't get it. The coloring, the packaging just makes it look more like a yogurt or like or candy it's just it's just off maybe it'll yeah. be good i don't know yeah but it really looks pretty treacherous from yeah. from the whole packaging and branding i was afraid to even like bring it up to the register tonight because i felt like i was just screaming like you know I'm, I'm i'm sort of business casual guy now with my new work yeah and uh i just felt like i was like screaming maga bro <laughs> yeah like walking up to the register and i was like this is awful well but- i absolutely got carded like yeah. there's no, and I'm I'm not a young. I love man. what you said. The only reason they carded you because you're not a young looking fella no. is because nobody our age buys this beer. No, exactly. Like yeah. I probably I thought I was gonna get tailed by cap, cops on the way home, being like, oh, you know, you're bringing it to somebody's house whose parents are out of town. <laughs> but I don't know, whatever, we can get into that later. Let's yeah, we'll come football. back to that. Let's talk some football. So before we get started, uh, thanks as always to Mossy Creek. Go by the store in Harrisonburg. Um, set up your fly fishing trip, set up your lessons for this fall. Rob and I are working this week. We are actually putting some thought into, we exchanged some emails today. We're putting some thought into what we're going to do with uh, Brian and Colby and the fellows over at Mossy Creek, uh, fellows and ladies at Mossy Creek uh, this fall. So go by there, mention the podcast, you get a free sticker. Just go by there and mention the podcast, tell them it's cool. Um, I'm going to be going with Brian to West Virginia here in a couple of weeks. So would love to have him uh, have a few podcast people show up next and couple it, weeks and it's a great shop even if you're not like Incredible a hardcore shop. angler um yep. there's cool clothes cool you know i think they got howler brothers in there yeah now. I, I actually cool shirts great brothers. sunglasses stuff yeah. like that it's, it's really kind of a good outfitter um, yeah. with if you're into the outdoors or if you're not um 
regardless whether or not you fish. So definitely check them out. It's a great shop, and I think you'd enjoy it. And nice folks running it. Yeah, yeah. And go by, see them anytime. And as you're getting ready for the fall, stop in there when you're down in the valley this fall. Uh, same thing with Pale Fire. Um, you can find Pale Fire all around the state right now. But uh, don't. it's getting coming time to uh, stop in the tap room, mention the podcast, and get a free Pale Fire pint glass. So as always, our original sponsor, big thanks to them. Uh, rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Rob, I noticed we actually have like a number of reviews. We don't have reviews, but we have a bunch of ratings. So that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so like, who's ever been doing that? Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, keep it going. Um, mostly good stuff. So five points, five stars for JMUSB. But yeah, that's where we are. And then on the other sports front, Rob, I did want to mention one thing or two things on soccer. Uh, as the teams, they, they really kick off the fall season. I noticed that Haley Crawford from the women's team and Manny Ferriol from the men's team uh, were both named to the preseason watch list for collegiate soccer's version of the Heisman. Um, and, and, and one is called the Herman Award. And I, I don't know if they're both called the same thing, but um, it's, you know, best player in the country. Uh, the men's team is ranked 17th going into the preseason after that run to the Elite Eight last year. And Manny is, you know, a preseason, certainly on both those players, Haley Crawford, both on the watch list for sort of player of the year in collegiate soccer. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's um, fantastic. Having had that kind of, um, you know, preseason outlook for either squad in, in quite a while. So really excited to see them coming up in addition to volleyball. And then Rob, I know this is hard. Um, we'll come back to the hard part at the end. Um, there were just Dukes everywhere on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday this weekend in the NFL preseason. I, I saw Marcus Marshall got a carry or two for the Chiefs on Saturday night. I saw Rashad Davis had a number of uh, had a couple of returns for the Chiefs on Saturday and seemed to be the he had the most returns for the Chiefs. You know, he was in there quite a bit on special teams. Uh, Earl Watford played for the Bucks. Josh Wells for the Jags. Aaron Stenny for the Titans. And then obviously all the craziness. And Rob, I know you were out of town and missed this. I couldn't believe how much interaction we got on Thursday. Um, just insane sort of what happened in a matter of minutes. A, I, I was corrected by Dean Cheatham online for not for failing to mention Aaron Stenny and Josh Wells <laughs> and only mentioning the little fast guys. So leave it, <laughs> leave it to a former O-lineman slash tight end to, uh, to, to call me the out. guys get their hands dirty. Yes, yeah. for, for failing to mention um, Aaron Stenny and Josh Wells. That's great. Uh, but within a matter of minutes on that night in the relatively, the, I guess, approximately the third quarter in all three games, um, Raven Green forced a fumble for the Packers. Uh, Dean Marlowe had an interception and a 25-yard return that led to a touchdown for the Buffalo Bills. And the craziest thing, I, I couldn't even believe this all happened. I, obviously, Jimmy had this you know, sort of insane moment in the first half where he kind of took over the game for a few plays. Uh, but there was a part in the second half where he got beat on three or four plays in a row by Ish Hyman for catches. And mm -hmm. the one play that was not a pass play, Andrew Ankara made the tackle for the Redskins defense. And then the Browns went back to Ish again, who caught it in front of Moreland, who then stripped him for his second forced fumble of the game, all in a matter of like 30 seconds. Um, and it really, you, I mean, you did have to look around and say like, is this an NFL preseason game or is this like a Tuesday afternoon at Bridgeforth? <laughs> I mean, that, that was incredible, right? I mean, it was, they were calling, they're like, complete to Ish Hyman, tackle by Andrew Anka, 
it's not even complete stripped by Jimmy Moreland. But it was really crazy to, I mean, just to see that. It was so much fun. And I know. No, and, and there's, there's no fan base in the NFL that loves its preseason stars more than the more rest. More than the rest. Too. No, you're exactly right. Well, I was going to say, Rob, I mean, I, I think this is not. I, I, there is no, Rob, it was insane. I mean, I don't know. You probably, you may have seen the highlights. Jimmy broke up a pass on the goal line where they tried to throw over him on a fade route. Um, and he broke it up. Then the next play, he broke up a slant pass in the end zone. And then on fourth down and goal at the one, he rushed in from the outside. They, Browns ran the ball, and Jimmy caused a fumble uh, at the goal line, recovered by the Redskins. I mean, it really did, like, single-handedly stop the touchdown from the one-yard line on three straight plays. And obviously the Redskins announcing team of Jeff Heisman and the company were out of control with their praise. Uh, but the one thing I did realize was Jimmy was the star of the game. And Rob, I think you and the boys are going to be able to, um, you're going to be able to root for Jimmy with no fear of the Redskins actually being successful. No, that's like he true. may I mean, actually be the only player on the team. He, he's going to get opportunities to make plays because that D is going to be on the field for a while. Yeah. I mean, the defense may actually be okay, but the uh, Redskins offense may be, um, uh, they ain't going to move the ball. Much. No, they're going to, we're going to, I'm going to talk about William and Mary tonight. I, I have a feeling there's going to be some similarities between the two yeah. squads. Yeah. But it was awesome, Rob. And for you and me and my dad called, I mean, your brother-in-law called, you know, people wanted to talk about this. They wanted to know what's going on. Uh, my dad was comparing Jimmy Moreland to Pat Fisher, which is, I thought he was going to say Daryl Green. Daryl Green. And he goes all the way back to like the 60s, 70s for the real old Redskins heads here. Um, <laughs> I, it's just funny. I, I, that, and it's exactly what you and I have said for five years, right? Jimmy F. and Moreland. Yeah, I he's going to make plays. When they, like the way you describe it, like, yeah, he will get beat. All corners get beat, yeah. but he's just got a way of like making up for it. You know, you're, you're, he's almost more dangerous if you beat him for a play or two. Yeah. Oh, so the idea of like him coming back and, and stripping the ball from Ish does not surprise me. No. If you told me that Ish beat him a couple of plays in a row, like that's how he reacts. Well, he just he gets better. He motivates. He does. And it was the kind of thing where like he made that first play. It was a really good play. The receiver might have caught it. They had to go to replay. Jimmy broke it up, and then the guy made a second effort at it. And they caught, they ruled on replay. He was out of bounds. And then the next play, Jimmy comes back, and it kind of happened real fast, but he breaks up the slant. There were a couple guys around. And I'm like, oh, man. that I, I mean, I was sitting at home and saying, what a great start for Jimmy. Those were the first two plays he was really involved. Mm-hmm. And then on fourth down, I saw the fumble happen. I didn't realize until the announcer said, like, oh, they went back to watch the replay, and they were like, Oh my gosh, that's Jimmy Moreland again. And it yeah. was exactly our thing. Like, I'm like, who caused that fumble? And you're like, of course it's Jimmy. Of course. Wait, that's just what he does. That's what he yeah. does, right? It's exactly the same thing. So who knows? But what, that was uh, unexpected. You know, we've had, Rob, we always talk about these days in the, it, when we're not expecting it, right? When JMU's lining up to play North Coast State or play VCU in basketball or something, we all are, you know, we're excited for a big night. But the, the day they announced they were playing West Virginia at FedEx, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the kind of the day that, uh, you know, we've had these kind of, when they beat Chapel Hill in the lacrosse final four, you know, the women's team. They're kind of unexpected. Yeah. Ones, you don't have circled on not, the calendar. Yeah. You're not yeah. circling it on the calendar. And that Thursday night with all those guys it, within a matter of, you know, within a half hour and, and suddenly seeing JMU Nation just go nuts was awesome. So super fun. Um, I, I guess your boy Daniel Jones looks all right. 
So yeah, yeah. it's the truth yeah. going all the way. All right, so we'll see what happens. Um, Rob, I will start. I guess I'll start us off tonight. Uh, we're going to do William and Mary and Towson. I said I would take William and Mary. I, I have to confess, I don't have a ton here. Um, they JMU plays William and Mary in Williamsburg, October nineteenth at three thirty p.m. Uh, big thing with biggest thing going on with William and Mary this year is Mike London is the coach. Jimmy Laycock has at long last retired after a billion seasons uh, um, at the helm of William & Mary. And I think it's safe to say that you and me and our guys over at William & Mary Sports Blog and everybody around who's followed these programs for a long time, uh, we couldn't be more pleased to see them hire Mike London. And I I can't imagine a better fit for that university and that program. Um, You know, I I, I said I was kind of explaining this tonight as I was getting ready and I was saying – you know, we root against William and Mary. We don't really root against Mike London. Um, it's just kind of how we felt about Richmond and UVA, his other stops before Howard. So he's coming from Howard this year. He'll be taking over the program. Uh, install, brought with him the offensive coordinator from Howard the last couple of years, Brennan Marion, who uh, runs the go-go offense, which will be uh, quite a few unique formations. Howard has, um, you know, their record has not always shown it, but they've scored very well. They're offensively, they're, in the top 20 in the country at FCS level in quite a few categories the last few years. Pulled off the UNLV upset. Pulled off the UNLV upset. Yeah. And, and, I mean, and generally, look, I mean, considering Howard was kind of a perennial one and 10, two and nine team prior to London and Marion taking over there. And they've been respectable the last couple of years in the MEAC. So I, you know, I think that William Mary under London will probably, uh, get back to being respectable at some point. It would surprise me if they didn't, given his recruiting ties in Virginia. But I don't know if this is the year. They, I, they, I know that people are pretty excited to see Albert Funderburk and Owen Wright, their two running backs, uh, look like they're going to be cut loose in the, um, you know, really turned loose in this offense. And William & Mary may have, you know, they, they may be exciting. I think they're going to lose a whole lot of games where they score 28 points this year. Like, and they're going to lose by two or three touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, they haven't been particularly competitive. It's not just mm-hmm. losing. Like, mm-hmm. they've been a complete afterthought, um, yeah. literally below Rhode Island. Yeah. It's like them and Albany yep. have really been the dregs of the CA, which was kind of hard to watch with a guy like Laycock, who was, you know, a good coach for so, so long, and things just really didn't work out at the end there. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you about London. I think he's a good hire. I think he's not necessarily like an fbs retread i think it didn't work out for him obviously but then he went and took the job at howard did good things there and now it's he's kind of moving up this it's not a guy who feels like he lost everything and settled for william and mary no i I think he's somebody who probably you know he he had some success at richmond Mm -hmm. some success i mean won a national championship but it was weird like doing it kind of with another guy's team um was it clausen Mm -hmm. Colin? And then really struggled at UVA, recruited well, but really didn't get it done. Probably wasn't ready. Yeah, I think most people would say. But he's the type of guy, like, I don't think he, it's not like he's climbed the mountaintop. You know, he's not Nick Saban. But he probably realized that he can be very successful in a place with William Mary. And I think it's, we always say this, and I'm sure William Mary fans have been saying this, but you like to think this is more of a destination job. It's not just a stop on the highway for him. I think so. And I think that's good because it's going to take a couple of years. That, that's a very strong culture. It's a very unique culture there. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's different ways to look at it. I, I always joke that William Mary 
people complain too much about the fact that they've got a premium degree to offer in recruiting. Like, I don't really understand. No, that's not how, how that is this huge disadvantage. There are a bunch of smart people use it to your advantage. Right. It, it's one of the most well-recognized brand name schools and educational mm-hmm. experiences in the country. You can turn that into a positive. There are smart guys that play football. Yes. Um, go get them. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think he'll be able to do that. And I think he'll do that. Well, this year is going to be tough. You know, guys who are recruit, recruited to play under Laycock system. It's a matter of how quickly they can adapt to this new system that's a lot more exciting, a mm-hmm. lot more progressive, um, but also one of those systems that can kind of make up for disadvantages in personnel. So uh, I expect them to be competitive, maybe pull off an upset or two this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not particularly worried about JMU's chances against them th- this year. I mean, no. th- th- we've always we've always had to be the game against them. Right. a couple of years standing, but I don't think this year they're going to have horses. I do think they will be trending in the right direction by the end of the season. Yeah, that's, that's, I think, exactly what the point is here. And, and the one thing with London, too, you know, since he left Richmond, um, stops at UVA and Howard, those are schools that, you know, kind of similar to William & Mary in terms of that profile of the type Prestige, of athlete. They're yeah. gonna, right, and they're, gonna, they're not, at least relative to their conference mates, you know, Howard is not going to get in some of the guys that are going to get in at other MEAC institutions. But you're also and selling more an institution than you are a football selling program at, at UVA Howard, and Howard. Right? And yeah. yeah, at both places. And I think William Mary, so I think his experience there and just his long history of recruiting in this area, I think London will eventually be fine. Yeah. Um, the one thing I looked at their schedule this year, they better win early. Uh, they open at home against Lafayette, which is not a gimme. If they don't win that, they're in real, real trouble. Um, they have another chance. They, I looked at their schedule, Rob. There's only two Lafayette and at Albany in week five are the only two games on the schedule that I would give them a 50, 50 chance. Yeah. Um, they go to Virginia and to East Carolina this year. Um, so they have two FBS games. They go, they host Colgate, uh, as one of their other out of conference games. So we know what that is. And, you know, then they play Then they, after all of those games is when they get into Villanova goes to William and Mary, uh, JMU goes to William and Mary. Uh, they go to Maine. They go to Elon. Uh, Rhode Island comes in. Maybe, maybe not. Rhode Island certainly looked better last year. That could be a shootout. Yeah, they lose um, Lawson, though. Towson and then their rivalry with Richmond at the end of the season. So there's not a lot of wins on that schedule. Um, I think you're right. I think there's a couple upsets in there. You know, whether that's uh, – Rhode Island, Richmond, Elon, you know, somewhere in there down the stretch. I just hope they aren't so buried by that point that the kids have checked out. Yeah. Um, I don't think so in the first year of London. I, I just, I don't know that I see that happening. If they could get that Lafayette game and, and get the Albany game, you know, maybe they have a chance, you know, with, at, at sort of Villanova. I mean, they, you know, they could get out of the first, if they could get out with two or three wins of their first five or six games before JMU and Maine and Towson and company come to town. Um, it's enough to scare people. Enough to scare sure. people, right. But I also – there's not a single game on that schedule that would surprise me if they lost it. No. Uh, which is what's – you know, Lafayette and Colgate are not – they're not by any means layups out of conference. And to go to Virginia and to East Carolina, um, you know, they're going to get trounced this year. So yeah. anybody would really at Virginia yeah. this year, right. So, yeah, I think that's where we are. That's all I got to say about women Mary. So, Rob, you want to take us to Towson? Well, Towson. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Well, the, the, I mean, it's biggest it game of the year, maybe right? Big, biggest game of the year. They're kind of the team picked to challenge JMU for the title. I think they got one or two first place votes. 
they're coming off a year where they were seven and five overall, mm-hmm. five and three mm-hmm. in the CAA. Lost to Duquesne in the playoffs, round one, 31 to 10. I, I forgot. I looked that up. I did not realize that they got kind of manhandled like that. Um, it was a weird. It, it was I don't know weird, what the hell weird, happened there. Yeah. I don't know. They, they kind of struggled down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, JMU beat them late, 38 17. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that game, but yeah. JMU just ran all over them. They did. Almost 400 yards, mm-hmm. averaged eight yards a carry. Um, Flacco put up some yards, mm-hmm. but the game was kind of out of reach. Yeah. Um, I think one of the receivers had a big game. Uh, had like 10 catches or something, but like mm-hmm. it was, you don't want to say it was garbage time, but it was one of those things they could get up and down the field, but they really couldn't punch it in the end zone. Nope. So it was too late. Coached by Robert Ambrose again. Somehow this guy's like the third longest tenured CA coach. Mm-hmm. behind McDonald and Prior, um, despite being just utterly mediocre. Yeah. You know, like uh, he, he's proven to be a quote unquote good coach when he has like a generational FCS talent, like a Terrence West <laughs> or a, or a Tom Flacco. Right. right. Otherwise, he's just completely meh. Like, I think he's 59 and 59 at Towson, um, 62 and 66 as an overall head coach. He, he did a stint at, at uh, Catholic in D3 mm-hmm. before he did it. But, like, he just he kind of goes back and forth between these seven or eight win teams, maybe throwing like a nine win. I think in 2011, they won the CA, one of those weird years where like ODU. Right. Technically won it, but wasn't eligible, so they got it. It was similar to, like, JMU's basketball championship. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's like a four-way tie, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's just kind of like a mad program. It, it should be much better than it is. Mm-hmm. I, I think they've got pretty decent facilities, FCS-wise. Um, last year, they had an explosive offense. It was mostly due to, to Flacco. Mm-hmm. Um, they averaged 34.5 points a game, if you remember. It mm-hmm. was really – I mean, it was, it was all Flacco. Yep. He led the conference in all-purpose yards. Um, led, I think, in passing yards. He was Towson's leading rusher. Yeah. Averaged like 60-something yards a game. You know, he's a dual threat. Everybody thanks him with his brother, just like this big plotting, let's just sit back there and, and throw up. But it's not. If you've watched him, he's a really dynamic player. Um, was every bit deserving of the CA player of the year last year, mm-hmm. our offensive player there, which he got. Was absolutely deserving to be the preseason pick this year, mm-hmm. which he is. Um, they also return Shane Simpson. Mm-hmm. He was their number two runner. He was Somehow he made all CA first team running back. I don't really get it. I, he I, he was like averaged like sixty yards a game and like four and a half yards a pop thereabouts, mm-hmm. which was good for like eighth or ninth in the conference. I, I don't really get why he stood out, but he is talented. He's very shifty. He's an excellent returner. Yeah, he, he was also the special teams player of the year, um, despite the fact. Yeah, that I think there's a didn't... little bit of that with coaches and SIDs being like, you know, that guy's a impact. He's player a football player. Game, impact right? player. Like Whether or not he was like, like the running back. You know, yeah, he he wasn't as good of a punt returner as Amos, and then there was another guy, there was another guy or two who were better than his kick returner, mm-hmm. but he did both. And you got to give the guy some credit for versatility. Not a lot yeah. of people return both kicks. He is a talented guy. I, I don't think he's somebody that JMU needs to fear, um, particularly given Towson loses um, three offensive linemen mm-hmm. this year. And I know somebody like Evangelista can tell you in much greater detail. <laughs> But, like, that's such an underrated thing. People look at skill positions only. And um, when you lose three offensive linemen, two of whom were all CAA players last year, they had a guy on the first team, guy on the third team, mm-hmm. that's tough to recover from. A guy like Flacco is talented enough where he doesn't need as much time as right. some of the other guys. But that's going to, I think, have this offense take a bit of a step back. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go back, you know, full touchdown or so and still be darn good. Yeah. Still be having 27 points or sure. So. Um, I don't know. They bring back seven starters on defense. The defense was okay. Jamie had no problem running on him this year. Um, they bring back Shane Leatherby, which is 
great football name, by the way. But mm-hmm. he's their top wide receiver. 67 catches, 885 yards last year. He had a big game against JMU. Mm-hmm. I think he had like 10 for 85. Um, they've got a lot of players, but I just think with that offensive line and hopefully with JMU and some of the other teams taking a step forward this mm-hmm. year, I, I don't think Towson is going to be anywhere near last year. I'm not expecting a blowout, but I don't think this is really going to be a game as big as a game as people might be looking at it now. And granted, that's very purple-colored glasses of me <laughs> and, and the homer, but – Jamie's coming in, coming into this one after kind of two, two pushovers. I think they got Nova, then William Mary, as you just mentioned. Right. They're going to have momentum. Um, Towson also has kind of an easy run up to it, but three weeks before they got Florida, mm-hmm. you know, they got one of those late F- FBS games. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they can get to this point of the season and they're healthy and the offensive line is playing well, this could be a good game, but I, I fully expect JMU to, to win this one rather easily, particularly with it being at home. Yeah. I, I and it's homecoming. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this is definitely, I, I think, you know, this is, I, I think if you ask, the, you know, certainly looking at the media day preseason standings picks, um, this, uh, you know, at least on paper is the CAA game of the year. Um, you know, yeah, but those rarely, enough, those rarely, rarely come, come to pass. Yeah. You know, you've got a main that comes out of nowhere. Well, that's what or, I say, you know, schedule is no, uh, you know, they go to the Citadel to start the season. That's, um, no fun at all to go play the triple option down there. Uh, in, no, not and, in, in not that part of this year. Either. In Charleston in August is not yeah, any August. good. That's just not a good time at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they have North Carolina Central come to Towson. That's probably a win. Central's kind of up and down the team. Um, but then they have to go to Maine early because of that. Which, weird which is sport. better than going to Maine late. Yeah, it's better <laughs> than going to Maine late, but it's a tough, it's I mean, it's a tough game, right? Yeah. And then they get Villanova at home and then they go to Florida. So those are all before they've even gotten out of September. Um, you know, it's possible Towson's four and one at that point. I think I think they're probably favored in four of every game except the Florida game. But it's also possible they're two and three or three and two. And, yeah. You know, who knows how they are by the time they get there? As you said, um, they do get to recover from Florida with Albany and Bucknell before they come to JMU. So similarly, they should have some time coming in. Um, but yeah, who knows? I, I don't know what to expect. I think I, I do think Flacco, Rob, I, I think he's good enough to I wonder if he might not be good enough. I mean, he's certainly good enough to make up a little bit for some of the line adjustments. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's, because he's so mobile. Yeah, and it's probably good for them. They don't play Florida week one, but rather like week five with the line adjusting. So Flacco doesn't get killed early. Uh, you know, I don't know what to make. I mean, Towson, you're right. Their coach is in an odd situation. It's also not like we, we don't know. We don't follow Towson super, super closely. But you see certain programs where, you know, I, I think the coach at Villanova, you think about the coach at William Mary, these are guys that like their players went to bat for, you know, were out there. We love this guy, even in years when they were down, you yeah. know, and I've never noticed that from the Towson program. Exactly. So who knows? There were decisions like bringing in um, that dude from Miami. Yeah. The quarterback. Like it, he'd been in and out a bunch of schools. There were like mm-hmm. assault claims. The guy, his brother played for the Panthers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah I mean, the guy was Olsen. just trouble. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. He brought Olsen's him in brother. for like, yeah. you know, it didn't work out. But um, I don't know. But when he gets these generational talents, he's not afraid to build the offense around one player. No. And, and he's been able to do it well. You know, he, he's gotten. Terrence West was an amazing FCS back. You know, they, yeah, they yeah, kind oh, of yeah. Unbelievable. A r- couple of upsets. I think, would they be like 
Eastern Eastern Washington yeah, and Southern I mean, Illinois. I mean, they had a couple of really big upsets uh, and the playoffs went all the way to the finals. But I don't think anybody's really considering them like a, a power program. You know, it, it's not it you can make one run, great, but have they ever won another playoff game? No, we'll see. Maybe, I don't know. You know and I, I don't think they have. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know, Flacco is certainly good enough, but just to see the way that they laid an egg against Duquesne last year, and that's not exactly like Jamie had a stellar playoff resume. No, no, season. no. Um, Colgate and Duquesne are different animals, but, though. They're different animals, to, yeah. To completely, yeah. CAA teams should not lose to NEC teams in the playoffs. It just shouldn't happen. No. Shouldn't lose Patriot League teams either. Right. Um, but they're extenuating. Well, they shouldn't get embarrassed the... by an NEC team. Right. No. I mean, JMU turned the ball over five times, played their worst game of the year because the coach quit on the team. Towson got boat raced. Yeah, Towson, yeah, Towson got yeah. run out of the field. So, yeah, I don't know what to say about Towson this year. I mean, I'm, ex- I'm glad. I hope, they're, I hope they're flying high when they come to Harrisonburg for homecoming. Yeah, I hope I, I really game. do, you know. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I, uh, and, and I think Flacco, just to, you know, he is the number – I mean, I would have voted him preseason player of the year. I mean, I, yeah, I think it was I mean, the if anybody says candidate. otherwise, they're they're too it, much of a homer. Yeah, yeah. Us. Come on, there's nobody else in this conference. That no, the guy, the guy is very, very good. Year. And this isn't about the last name. This is about the level that he played at last year. You know, um, he was a good I, player. I was I was skeptical before I. I was skeptical play. before and, before and I watched him, and I was very impressed. And I was I, impressed. I, I did not think he was as athletic as he. That's what I said. Is. I mean, JMU kind of manhandled them, and he kept them. You know. He made it interesting, right? He showed to me in that JMU game how good he really was, like dealing with J- the speed of the game against JMU. I, I thought he handled it fine. The re- yeah. You know, the rest of the team, nothing he could do. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, next week, Rob, we will have our last three previews, which will include uh, what Rhode Island, uh, New Hampshire, and the dreaded spatters. So, yes, so we will have those three coming back next. Rob, Has Satchmo done his yet? No, I, I don't know. I that? thought about if we should get Sat try to get Satchmo back on, and I was like, this might be too much for us no, this that, year. That's, We're yeah, a little busy. Yeah. yeah, but uh, but can, no, we, can we have... just um, cherry pick on his his YouTube thing? Yeah, I'm going to try to write on the site this week at some point, and, and maybe we'll see if I can get a link to some Satchmo preseason action if it's yeah. out there. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't looked up my Satchmo stuff, so I haven't either. We'll see. Um, Rob, is it that time? I guess, man. I got this thing sitting here. I'm staring at it. And, ugh. I got oh. it in a koozie, so I don't need to look at the colors. I'm hoping maybe that'll change things. I, maybe I this know. flamingo will be good for you. There know. we go. Maybe I'll like it. Who knows? But <laughs> So it smells like a lollipop. Oh, no. This is not good. It tastes like it smells. So it starts really sweet. <laughs> It kind of stays really sweet. And yeah, it's just really ends, sweet. Like, I mean, each their own. I don't care. I know. Is it terrible? Dead. I don't know. Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's just, just it's just not beer. The aftertaste is not as bad as I thought it would be. I was expecting something horrible, and now it tastes, the, it tastes like somebody dropped a Jolly Rancher in a bad beer. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I'm not bad. Just I mean, put I, a I lime in your bad beer at that point. Well, I just I don't yeah. care. I mean, drink what you want. This this ain't for me. I admit it's not as bad as the packaging would indicate, but it is really sweet. Well, I'm going to have, since the store that I went to tonight. Um, I, I have 11 more of these. I so. do too. I had to buy a 12 pack. So the RV in West Virginia will be, will have plenty of Natterdays available. 
Um, yeah, you find it in the section of the beer where the the natural. I did not see this um, natural light spark spiked seltzer thing tonight, Rob. No, but many the, people the made us aware of it. Catalina lime mixer and um, Aloha beaches. Yes. So really going for it. Um, this is after Andy Bacon told me about uh, truly Reed Cornell drinking truly. So yeah, yeah I, 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 <laughs> I had one of those things. <laughs> I mean, I'm, again, I don't care. People say I'm beers. I don't drink what you like. I right. I couldn't care less. Um, right. I had one of those seltzer things a couple of years ago on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. where you know we started early. We had a mm-hmm. turkey bowl type thing, and I had a couple of bloody marys. I was like, I got to slow down, and I downed like I think two of those seltzers, not realizing they had alcohol in them. <laughs> it's like you're drinking Lacroix. Yeah, I, I thought I was just like drinking Lacroix. Like, oh, I'm going to chill out. So I can see why people like those and maybe you know they definitely do it on easy but mm-hmm. um i don't know this stuff isn't like how mad much done. sugar is in this thing i don't know this seems like hangover in a can doesn't it i'm like this seems like you're getting the beatus yeah right like maybe there's not i don't know carbs 12 grams that's got to be about like a regular beer right yeah um yeah it, it's not 130 calories so that's pretty normal. it actually doesn't get worse i'm not saying it gets better no no it but doesn't. it's not i thought i wouldn't be able to i thought after like three sips i'd be pouring it down the drain no i'm, I'm with you it's not no it's not it's like not, um bush heavy or something no like yeah. I, i'll tell you I, people are gonna well, say we're rigged this winter i will not buy this again but i've definitely had worse beers yeah <laughs> okay there you go yeah you know like this ain't for me but i'm not gonna like point out people at a tailgate be like oh loser like drink what you like no this is this would certainly be something that would go down easy on a very hot day and if it's uh if this is the only thing left at the bottom of the cooler post game i I wouldn't turn it down no no (laughs) i'm saying i'm not gonna buy this right i'm not gonna go out of my way to make fun of it maybe as much as i had in the past right but this is about what i expected all right um yeah so cheers to people i got 11 more of these if you want to stop by my place (laughs) I have to say, I've actually been enjoying, you know, um, I have to admit this, because Rob, while we're on the cheap year front, I, I've been playing a lot of golf this summer, which is something mm-hmm. I've never done, really. Yeah. And I've been enjoying it. And um, the, the group that I've been playing with consistently, they've been drinking those Corona Premiers, which is like the, um, it's like the Mick Ultra of Corona, right? Oh, like low, is it like low carb yeah, or something? I think, I think it must be. I don't know. I, I don't Michelob know is such a golf beer. But the they've ever drank that is on the golf course. Yeah, but they but with a lime, I've been kind of back in that, enjoying that on the hot day thing. I think I would much prefer to drink three of those on the golf course than three of these. Yeah, this would be too sweet for me. I think. Well, like I, I like Shandies. I like you know I like. Nanny yeah, you Nancy. do. That's mm-hmm. a that's a cheap beer. Yep. So I'm not above cheap beer. I, I really like Gansett's. Mm-hmm. I do not like the watermelon one. The, the watermelon shandy, that to me is disgusting. I love I will right, say, real I, watermelon too, but not, I love real yeah, watermelon. Yeah, don't mess it up. Yeah. And I love Dell's lemonade. I don't really much care for the Dell's watermelon lemonade. I will okay. say I prefer this stuff to the watermelon shandies. Regular okay. shandy, I'd rather have. But, so I don't Strawberry know. lemonade and drinking beer. Well, who knows? To each yeah. their own. Yep. Uh, may, may you bring all your beers ready to go, whether it's in Morgantown or in JMU. Uh, on September the 7th, I think, for the home opener. Uh, we will see you all soon. Um, Rob, I will catch up with you later this week about all the rest of it, and I will talk to you next week. Yeah, have a good week, everyone. Go Dukes.
place I took to praying, floating in and praying. 